Greetings, friend. Eric here. I welcome you to sit with me now. Whatever days you're having, good, bad, joys, sorrows, victories, failures. Just a reminder to say it is good to do this. To consecrate your time. To bow our knee and to pray. So let's do so together in peace. Let's do so together with reverence. Enjoy. Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus, we choose to come and lay at your feet. We choose to humble ourselves, to bow our head, and we choose to quiet ourselves and listen for your voice. from Fox's Book of Martyrs. During the third persecution under Emperor Trajan in the year 110, Ignatius, who was the overseer of the church in Antioch, the capital of Syria, where the disciples were first called Christians, was sent to Rome because he professed and taught Christ. It's said that when he passed through Asia, even though guarded by soldiers, he preached the word of God in every city they traveled through, 
and encouraged and strengthened the churches. While in Smyrna, he wrote to the church at Rome and appealed to them not to try to deliver him from martyrdom because they would deprive him of that which he most longed and hoped for. He wrote, Now I begin to be a disciple. I care for nothing of visible or invisible things so that I may but win Christ. Let fire and the cross, let the companies of wild beasts, let breaking of bones and tearing of limbs, let the grinding of the whole body and all the malice of the devil come upon me, be it so, only may I win Christ Jesus. Even when he was sentenced to be fed to lions and could hear their roaring, he was filled with such desire to suffer for Christ that he said, I am the wheat of Christ. I am going to be ground with the teeth of wild beasts that I may be found pure bread. Intense, yes. Hear this from John 12. Now some Greeks were among those who had gone up in order to worship at the feast. So these approached Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and began asking him, saying, Sir, we want to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man will be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains by itself alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. The one who loves his life loses it, and the one who hates his life in this world preserves it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. So now listen to what Ignatius says again. I am the wheat of Christ. I am going to be ground with the teeth of wild beasts that I may be found purebred. Are we wheat that falls and dies? Would we exclaim with joy 
that we are the wheat of Christ. In Ignatius' case, I assume that question was brought to a very real and visceral reality, but in our day and age, martyrdom or being thrown to lions or being crucified, I guess isn't necessarily a problem that you might be worried about tomorrow. So, let's take a few minutes to ask God this question. Father, your son Jesus said that unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains by itself alone, but if it does die, it bears much fruit. And he said, if anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am there, my servant will be also. I would like to pursue that, God. I want to be seen as the wheat of Christ. In these moments, God, could you reveal to me what that would look like for me. Is there something that I'm not listening to you about? Is there something that I need to hear that needs to die? That needs to fall? That needs to surrender? so that I don't have to be alone, that I can bear much fruit. I choose now to focus on eternal life. Please speak to me. I open myself up to your voice and conviction. Help me stop sinning. Help me do good to stop kingdom building. Please, God, be specific to me now. Please speak.
friend, I hope you are still here. I hope he has said something. If not, it's okay. If so, let's give praise even if it's hard. Another look at wheat comes from 1 Corinthians. But someone will say, how are the dead raised, and with what sort of body do they come? Foolish person, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And what you sow is not the body which it will become, but you sow the bare seed, whether perhaps of wheat or some of the rest. But God gives to it a body just as he wishes, and to each one of the seeds its own body. Not all flesh is the same, but there is one flesh of human beings, and another flesh of animals, and another flesh of birds, and another of fish, and heavenly bodies, and earthly bodies. But the glory of the heavenly bodies is of one kind, and the glory of earthly bodies is of another kind. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for stars differ from stars in glory. Thus also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruptibility. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Thus also it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last, Adam, became a life-giving spirit. But the spiritual is not first, but the natural, then the spiritual. The first man is from the earth, made of earth. The second man is from heaven. As the one who is made of earth, so also are those who are made of earth. And as the heavenly, so also are those who are made heavenly. And just as we have borne the image of the one who is made of earth, we will also bear the image of the heavenly. It's a very Again, good way to think about the grace we've received and the life that comes from dying. This is the life that comes from dying.
dying to our flesh is a spiritual life. We could perhaps taste and see eternity here. God, thank you for even making a way for me to get there to new life, for even allowing a path like dying to be the case. But again, I want to use this time wisely, so I seek your face. What or who do I need to continue to die to, to live, to experience life? I want the glory from the Son of Man to shine on me today, to be flowing through with living water today, but I need to die, and I want to die fully. God help me now to see, again I silence myself and rest in your presence and at your feet to practice with you God, a conversation, a sitting, to practice that, please speak to me again God, I want to be wheat that dies and lives.
friend, given all this, it's interesting to look at Psalm 81. God says this to us, I am Yahweh your God, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Open your mouth, and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to my voice, and Israel did not yield to me, so I let them go in the stubbornness of their heart, and they walked in their counsels. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would subdue their enemies quickly and turn my hand against their adversaries. Those who hate Yahweh would cringe before him, and their fate would be forever. But he would feed him from the choicest wheat, and I would satisfy you with honey from a rock. He fed us the choicest of wheat. When Jesus said in John, except a grain of wheat fall to the ground and die, it abideth alone, but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. I guess I'm not necessarily saying that he had Psalm 81 in his mind, but he, as with everything, is the first. He is first in everything. Why wouldn't he be the choicest and first grain of wheat to fall and die? And he will bring infinite fruit to the Father. He will feed us God, you have fed us through your Son, Jesus. Today, this very minute, God, help me see and experience what it would be like to be a grain of wheat that would fall to the ground and die.